From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Thank you for being here with me today. Another powerful episode all about your safe place and where is it exactly? Because when someone is suffering from health anxiety and they're at home, they don't feel safe even in their own homes, right? You should feel safe anywhere, right? If it's anywhere, it should be your home. And they don't. And they don't even feel safe in their own bedroom, in their bed. They wake up at 2 a.m. with sweats, with panic, and they don't know where they are. So I want to talk about how anxiety sufferers remain in this uncertainty and nothing is safe to them anymore and how you can gain some control over the circumstances you're in to build upon a safe space within your own self. But before I get into that, I want to quote somebody who I admire greatly, David Goggins. David Goggins, if you don't know him, He's a, a Navy SEAL. He went through three hell weeks. That's unbelievable. He's so tough and he believes through pain and suffering comes strength at the end of it, which he's absolutely right about. And he's an embodiment of discipline. He's so disciplined because he just wants to be mentally hard. He wants to be ready for any challenges life throws his way all the time, right? So he says here in this quote, the only person who was going to turn my life around was me. The only way I could get turned around was to put myself through the worst things possible that a human being could ever endure. And through that pain, that's the end of the quote. But I want to say, through that pain and suffering, you look at yourself and you feel like somebody you have never felt before. Somebody who could do that, endure, and who is able and capable of surviving the most horrific challenges life could throw your way. Now, last week, episode 137, you guys left your comments on this episode about shame and guilt and why anxiety sufferers feel a lot of the shame. A feeling is healing leaves a comment saying, thanks for this, Brad. I could emphasize a lot when you spoke about being able to see what others were thinking when you were still in a bad place. That's a big motivation of mine, not wanting to return to that place of feeling like a burden to those around me. 
really resonates. Well, thank you for following the podcast because I've read your comment on this podcast before and I'm grateful that you follow and that this content resonates with you. Um, thank, and that's a great, uh, great comment. It really sums up the episode. Katia leaves a comment saying, I definitely need emotional support from my doctor. Thanks for helping me see the faults in my behaviors so that I can work on turning them around. Well, thank you for your comment, Katia. Luke leaves a comment saying, I can see that the more I challenge myself to this anxiety, the more I detach myself from external barricades and band-aids and move into a, a more independent state. Beautifully put. And Luke, that comment actually resonates to this podcast episode. So let's get into this episode. So you said, Luke, detaching yourself from external barricades and band-aids and to become more independent. And that's the thing with being in your safe place is that when health anxiety sufferers shrink their worlds down to their home and then their bedroom, what happens is they start to cling on other band-aids like their family for reassurance, for Google, and like Katya said, the doctor grabbing onto those people because anxiety sufferers are desperate. I was desperate. I needed to know what was going on. I was on an island. I wasn't even on an island. I was floating in the middle of the ocean. That's what it felt like, like in, in complete unknown. So someone who is suffering from anxiety, their safe place is their home. And the people they feel the most comfortable with, well, because it's analgesic, right? It, it suppresses the pain pathway. It blocks the pain, right? That's why when you're around someone, like family, people you're close with, and you hug them, it's so analgesic. It's so powerful. It's so healing, right? And anxiety sufferers want those people around constantly. They don't want to be alone with their own thoughts. But here's the thing, right? Even in the Garden of Eden, the snake always finds its way inside. So no matter how safe the safe zone is, evil, right? The snake always finds its way in the darkness. So even though an anxiety sufferer is in their own bedroom, they are still going to feel anxious. Well, why? There's a lot of demons in their closet. There's a lot of unresolved challenges in their minds. So even in known territory, your home, your bedroom, it can be unknown. In a sufferer's eyes, they are no longer in a, in a place that's safe because of the danger that is looming over them. So they're ruminating about having a disease. They're ruminating about having cancer. They're ruminating over 
a health issue and that's within them, right? So it's like being trapped. Now, to them, nowhere feels safe and it's terrifying. I remember a moment during my disorder, I was on the floor of my parents' house, the 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 area in front uh in front of the door uh, near the living room i was just on the floor because i couldn't take it i was like i need to phone my doctor my parents don't know what what's going on i i don't know what's going on this is a bloody nightmare i felt defeated helpless and literally i i was defeated and helpless i was on the floor literally holding the part of the my body that i thought was ill and it was terrifying. It was absolute, like I felt like it was the end of the world. Now, through desperation, anxiety sufferers cling to coping strategies to add that order into their lives. So the reassurance from family they're trying to add that order. They're trying to get the answers, right? That's a way of looking at it. Or going on Google, trying to get the answers. Or suppressing and repressing all of that pain and confusion with, you know, drugs, alcohol. Like alcohol is one of the best suppressors of pain, but it's actually long-term, it's the worst thing to do because obviously alcohol causes a you know, a dependency on this, right? You're dependent on this substance to keep the pain away. And that's not good. But what happens when the anxiety sufferer is alone, well, the darkness comes up, bubbles up to the surface. They can't stand being alone. They're not comfortable in their own skins. It's just them and their own minds, but their minds are full of demons. It's full of what ifs. It's full of unresolved problems, and it's just chaos. It's like the the messy room. Everything builds up, or it's the garden, the garden that is un. You don't attend. You don't attend to the garden. You just let it be, and all the weeds start growing, and it's and you come out. A month later and the weeds are as tall as your house it's just a complete mess and disaster right too much chaos is overwhelming there's too much information to an anxiety sufferer there's just too much information too relevant information too much relevant information to pay attention to so an army of ogres at your door is overwhelming. There's just, it's too much, right? There's too much threat. Someone's suffering, they have no safe place. Everything in their life has become a threat. Now, someone who has recovered from anxiety, they carry around this tool belt all of the time. And on their tool belt, they have these strategies, they have these techniques that they can pull out whenever life throws them a challenge. And discipline 
is necessary with this tool belt construction, right? Discipline is necessary. These strategies and techniques are the habits that make up your new identity. So for example, if you look at David Goggins, who I mentioned earlier, he has all of these routines and habits that he does daily to keep his mind mentally sharp. If you listen to spiritual teachers, they say it's constant practice. It's constant. It's a constant habit that's a part of who they are. They wake up and meditate and exercise and eat healthy and avoid drugs and alcohol. And they, they do this and they're very conscious of it, but it's a habit that they do. So, and this is a discipline, right? It like, or uh, here's an example. If you have an important job interview or an important appointment tomorrow, the person who's a warrior, they know how to ready themselves for that event. They know they just pull out their strategies from their tool belt for example, they will spend time in the evening mentally preparing for it. Visualization exercises, imagining the event the way they want it to go. They journal about it. They do relaxation relaxation strategies by taking a hot bath or maybe they do some yoga or they exercise or go for a walk or they write out their schedule for the next day so that they don't have to think about it when going to bed right? Or when somebody's suffering from panic, the the person suffering, they know what to do. They know to implement the acronym S-T-A-Y, STAY, which I mentioned in podcast number 115. If you want to listen to that, it's episode 115 where I talk about the acronym STAY for panic. But they know when panic strikes, they're like, oh, panic is here. I'm going to use the the things that I've learned, the things that are in my tool belt. And that's that's the safe space for a warrior, of a warrior, right? Someone who has all the resources within them, that independence to handle life's challenges. They know what to do. They know what works for them because they've been practicing these strategies for some time. And so these types of people, the ones who have a developing mindset, the ones who have overcome their dragon in their life, the the Mount Everest that they have climbed, they harden their minds by constantly placing themselves in the fire. That's how you forge a sword. The anxiety desensitization process is just that. Constant exposure to the thing that makes you uneasy until you are no longer sensitive towards that thing. So the harder you build your mind, the less sensitive the world becomes. Then... When you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't see this weak person that you used to view yourself as, but you see someone who has been through hell and back and someone who can handle anything. 
the world doesn't become less scary, but you become braver. Now, the sufferer, the victim, you can say, relies on external materials to make them feel good. They rely on those band-aids. They rely on the temporary fix. The warrior knows that nothing external is going to make them feel complete or safe. It's the strategies you have within yourself. What is in your own mind? How often are you willing to attend to the garden that's in your mind? That's the warrior's safe place themselves. They're comfortable in their own minds. They want to spend time with themselves. They love the quality time they have with themselves. That's the warrior. The warrior is someone who's constantly pushing their boundaries. And the warrior is somebody who is constantly seeking challenges because they know that constant discipline and unknown experiences are going to harden their minds. And I see that in my own life. It, for me, I'm always stepping outside into uncertainty so that I can gather new information. That's, unbelievable. That's unbelievably critical to live a fulfilling life. Now, I actually want to end this episode with a quote from David Goggins, another one. He says, The vast majority of us are slaves to our minds. Most don't even make the first effort when it comes to mastering their thought process because it's a never-ending chore and impossible to get right every time. It's a constant chore. That's a beautiful quote. I love that one. It's a constant chore. It's a discipline. I know every time I wake up in the morning, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm stretching, I'm taking that cold shower. Every morning, I know. I don't even think about it. It's just who I am. I know that this is what's going to set me up for the day. I know that if I turn my back for a second, life is going to throw a challenge my way. And if I'm not prepared for it, I'm going to get walloped. I'm going to get squished. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your comments. You can watch the video version on the Anxiety Project YouTube channel. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or it could be a video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. 
Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.